We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. This is your wild, wacky, crazy host, Mr. Morgan, and the guy that's weird and and weird, Mr. Austin. How the frick is it fucking going, buddy? Uh, I episode one thirty five. Did I say that? Maybe I don't. But talking so well, getting sports. Did I say that? Can I talk now? Yeah, I think I'm done <laughs> forever. So well, so a lot how's of it going? Just, Good. Oh, fucking shit! <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. You're a couple provinces over, cause boy. Smack you right now. I feel like you're gonna beat the hell of me in June. Yeah. Anyway, a lot happened in that intro. First of all, the only words you could think of to describe me were weird, weird, or weird. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. You're um, very welcome. That wasn't okay. Well. <laughs> No, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing good. I uh, got the day off today, as we discussed earlier. Obviously, not on the pod, but it's uh, it was kind of funny because we were both we 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 were like, "Wow, when 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 should we do the podcast?" And uh, well, we were both off today, um, so that's why we're recording today. Today Sunday. as in being Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say that. Thank you. Okay, well, you're slow. Okay, well. <laughs> boy. <laughs> uh, how about you? What have you been up to? What's, uh, what's happening in Morgantown? Um, a little bit, actually. It's been, even though it's only been a few days since our last recording. Um, I got, well, it's not new, but it's new to me, a love seat, because, you know, get all romantic and shit and whatnot, and a proper bed. Finally, in my 30s, I'm finally Ooh. growing up. It's a queen-size bed, Austin. Queen-size bed? Yeah. Dang. It's so tall, I almost need a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not used to having a bed that's on, like, a bed frame. I mean, fair. And this mattress is actually (laughs) fucking tall. And it was literally, it's the heaviest mattress I've ever Uh held in my hands before. Oh, really? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, like, I could barely put on... You know, normally you can just flop your mattress down by yourself and 
put on your bed, no problem. This I struggled the hell out of myself. Is that a proper sentence? You struggled the hell out of yourself. It sure isn't. <laughs> um. Oh, one other thing. I did end up buying what I said I was going to buy. Um, and that was Zelda Ocarina of Time. So I played a little bit of that on my N64. I'm just getting all the old school games. It's great. It's a good time to be alive. I'm just spending all your money on old ass games. Mm-hmm. I'm electronic slut. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say horror, but yeah, that sounds about right. I was trying um, to avoid saying that word, Austin. <laughs> why is slut better? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems better. <laughs> so that's harsh. I do love that you can just like go from playing fucking Super Mario sixty four to VR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should mention probably in March I might be get the PSVR too, so I can play games like Skyrim and. Forbidden oh, Horizon West and a bunch of games on my PS5, but in VR. Fuck. That will only set me back $900, but... <sighs> <laughs> that's a, oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's a lot of money. But talking about spending money... <laughs> and moving money and not having money to do mm-hmm. some of the things you want in life. Sometimes you have to get really creative. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's also NHL. <laughs> I guess it will all make sense after the first topic. But I fucked that up real bad. Austin. <laughs> Your go. All right. So this week is not a football week first kind of week. You know what I mean? Uh, Friday night at 10.52, I believe it was, or 7.50 p.m. I don't know. um, The Toronto Maple Leafs made a big old trade. Oh, boy. Um, Kyle Dubas is going for it. The Leafs are going for it. Um, they acquired Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari in a three team trade with the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota. So, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari are coming in from St. Louis. Uh, now, St. Louis gets Abramoff and Adam Gaudet. Uh Abramoff is a prospect for the Leafs, and Adam Gaudet has kind of bounced around the league. He's been pretty solid in the AHL. Uh, Toronto also sent a first-round pick this year, third, Ottawa's third-round pick this year, and their second pick in 2024. Uh, now, the reason Minnesota is involved in the trade is because the Leafs could not have afforded Ryan O'Reilly and Anoa Chari without some retention. Yeah. So Minnesota got 
20, Toronto's fourth round pick in 2025 for retaining 25% of Ryan O'Reilly's contract. Um, whereas St. Louis also retained 50%. So kind of crazy. Ryan O'Reilly, the Leafs are currently paying Ryan O'Reilly prorated, of course, for the season, $1.8 million. Um, which if you know who Ryan O'Reilly is, uh, in 2019, he won the Conn Smythe. Uh, and also if you'll remember the Stanley cup, um, he's won, I believe the Selkie, he is absolutely in a fantastic player, uh, incredible center, great at face-offs, great defensively. Is it going to be a great addition to, uh, Toronto? Well, so I don't think they're going to play it like this, but, um, um, fuck, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they could potentially have a top three centers of any order, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, arguably any three of those guys could be first line center on most teams. If I was the GM, or I guess in this case, the coach, that's probably exactly how I line it up. So they're probably not going to do that. They're probably more or less going to move John Tavares to the wing and just have an absolutely insane top six, including... Ryan O'Reilly, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, and anyone else. William, uh, Michael Bunting, I believe. It's an absolutely stacked top six. Toronto is going for it, and I am here for it. Um, trade deadline's coming up, but that doesn't seem to matter because the trades are coming in already. Yeah, and, like every uh, year, the actual trade deadline day in the NHL always seems to be a drag because everyone wants to deal some before that. So Yeah, well, and you don't want the pressure of doing a deal right on at, at the end. Like, just get it done when you want to get it done. It's And we're seeing that, and it's great. So I, I love this for Toronto. Um, they did not give up a single player off their current roster. And they acquired an incredible center and a great checking forward. And that's a part of this deal that I think a lot of people are overlooking as well. Nola Chari is uh, a great kind of asshole. You know, he's there to hit and make your life Which not is, fun. Oh, sorry. I kind of cut you off, but um, that's kind of like what, in my mind, the main thing that Toronto was missing is that little extra grit to the well with him hitting and ryan o'reilly defensively this team they're going for it and from what i've heard they're not done they still have technically i think like four million with the ltir space so they could still add um which would be probably where do you add it i think at this point uh, defense for them Defense at this point would be their only real concern because they've gotten solid goaltending um, and their top six is good enough to have even the worst bottom six and still be fantastic. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, it's, I figured my first favorite NHL team will be the second most hated team in Canada. And then my second favorite team will be the first most hated team in Canada. Uh, I'm gunning for the Leafs this year. And uh, I know, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't make past first round, all that shit. I don't know. They're going for it, and I'm excited. Yeah. Who okay. knows? Well, I don't know. This. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think if I was excited for it or not, but you guys just heard my brain working live, so <laughs> it's not working very well. But I don't They still have to prove it in the playoffs. Like, they're They've for a long time they've been a very dominant team in the regular season, but well, we all know how it's been going for them in the playoffs. So not great. Spoiler alert. But you know they are bringing some playoff experience, so winning playoff experience. It's true. But you know. Is just two players the answer? I know you said they might still do some more, but how much more can they really do with four million cap space? No, I mean, it's it, not going to well, be a you know number one guy or anything like that. Okay, but again, like the trade that just happened, you know, the double retain. You get Ryan O'Reilly a point eight million. I think you can get a pretty decent defenseman if they're retained. True. Um, obviously, if you're retaining salary, the price goes up. But I, I don't know. I think they've gotten creative. We just saw that now with this trade, and they've done it before with the three-way trades to retain. And I don't know. It's uh, and I'm it's excited. clear they don't care about draft picks, so. Well, okay, but that's the thing. If you're going for it, you can't care mm-hmm. about draft picks. You got to care it's about one right or the now. other. Exactly, and and that's the thing. Like Boston, those kinds, Tampa Bay, they'll trade away their first and the seconds. They don't care because they're going for it. Um, so that's what you got to do. You, I I have a feeling that Toronto, what would it be Toronto Boston series, um. Like for the Eastern final, that's my prediction, and I think it would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think that would be fantastic. Um, I know who you're rooting for. (laughs) It's basically, yeah, it's basically decided at this point that Toronto is going to be facing Tampa in the first round again. Nice. And I know I just finished saying that um, I'm not getting overly excited until they show me what that they can make it past the first round type deal. I think this is the year they do it. I think they knock Tampa Bay out. And then whoever else they're facing after that would be I'm very baked right now, so... But, but 
whenever they play Boston in the playoffs, because I feel like it will happen, it's going to be a solid series. Uh, I think so. But I also, I don't know, this Boston team is dominant. They don't even have over 10 losses yet, I do believe. I think you're right, and that's insane. It's February. (laughs) (laughs) There's under 30 games left for, I think, all teams. Yeah. Like, it that I don't even like that's that's me playing on franchise mode in NHL like, on rookie on rookie for sure. Like, <laughs> Boston's just playing the NHL on rookie mode, and I hate it with every fiber of my being. And I like it, I um, just because I know you hate it so much, <laughs> and I love chaos. Well, okay. So enough about that because we got to move on to another insanely massive trade, just like the one that we just talked about. In fact, this might be a bigger trade. So the Senators and the Rangers made a trade because the Rangers, you know, they just recently uh, acquired Vladimir Tarasenko from the uh, Blues, who they're just blowing up the team. Um And after getting Tarasenko, I guess they were like, well, we need another – you know, a scoring winger uh, who's <laughs> anyway. Uh, Tyler Mott. <laughs> Senators have traded Tyler Mott to the Rangers in exchange for Julian Gauthier, 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 uh, and a conditional seventh round pick. If the Rangers get past the first round of the playoffs, the Senators get a sixth round pick, which Honestly, the Rangers are going to get past the first round. But I feel like it, yes. This <laughs> a conditional seventh that might turn into a sixth. Wow. Like, I always, I don't know. Sometimes I think about these trades and I'm like, how was that included in the trade? Like, what? Like, they're like, okay, straight across Tyler Ma for Julian Gauthier. And the Rangers are like, well. If you toss in, or the Senators, yeah, bottom of the rounds and picks, and like, and, and that's the thing, right? Because the sixth round pick of the Rangers is almost basically going to be well, at least leading towards a seventh round pick. Maybe so, it's a league thing saying that you need to toss a draft pick in this. I'm trade pretty sure that's league. not the case at all. <laughs> pretty sure you can just make player for player trades, and it happens a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I'm almost certain you're right, but I don't know. It's Gary Batman. Who knows? Well, yeah, you are correct about that. <laughs> don't even get me started on that motherfucker. He's a nice fellow. That's not true, and you know it. <laughs> okay. Um, But actually... Back to this trade, though, I do have a little bit of... I wasn't sure if you're done or not, but I do have a little bit of thoughts on... I just won $150. Okay. (laughs) Road. Anyway, sorry. Continue. (laughs) Um... 
you know, the Rangers are also kind of making a. I mean, you already kind of hinted at this, and they are definitely making a push. Oh, totally. To make some some kind of noise. Well, they see what uh, Toronto's doing, and I mean, they did the Tarasenko trade before Toronto made a trade, and. They see how Boston's playing, and well, you you need to uh, outscore those teams. So, no, I'm I'm very excited. We have there's you know the West is I'm not gonna lie pretty underwhelming, um, but the East has been very exciting, uh, and we got a lot of good teams, and not all of them can win the cup. So, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a fucking. It's gonna. Yeah, be I still think playoff. there's some more big trades on the horizon. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, excuse me. But speaking of upcoming trades, we got some trades that you know maybe you should uh, you know players that we should you know maybe avoid, right? Um, yeah, I saw this article. I haven't looked at it yet, but the headline got me intrigued. So. Yeah. So, you know, it's every trade deadline. A bunch of players' names come up as, you know, potential uh, trade chips. And there's always going to be some that aren't as good as others. Um, And some that you should maybe be wary about, older players, injury, history, that kind of thing. Um, Declining, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, Up first, we have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. So... Obviously, if you've been a hockey fan for longer than a second, you would know that these two were part of a, you know, I would argue dynasty uh, for the Blackhawks. Incredible players, especially Patrick Kane. However, it is now 2023, and their kind of reign of terror is over. Thank the Lord Jesus above. Um. Now they're nearing nearing the end of their contracts, I believe, or the end of the contract is this year. So, you know, as a rental, right? Players are looked at, but these guys, it's Patrick Kane has not been good this year. He's, I I think he's playing hurt. Taves hasn't been great. The Blackhawks, obviously, yes, are terrible. Um, but I don't think that should excuse how bad they've been playing. Um. Yeah, they bring up okay. Well, it's a bad team, sure. But last year the Blackhawks were also a bad team, and Patrick Kane had a buttload of points. I believe he had ninety-two. Um. Yeah, he had ninety-two points last year, but he is definitely not on pace for ninety-two points this year. I believe he has somewhere around twenty points, um, or thirty maybe, and Taves around the same it's just not it's not a good move it's a big contract for a bad defensively aging Patrick Kane or Thompson taste yeah with I mean the playoff experience that type of stuff is nice so maybe if one of them is willing to play all the way down on like the fourth line, 
you're just trading for the experience type deal, then sure. I, I guess. Like, I'm trying to think if I would be, hypothetically, if the Flames, you know, went for the trade, depending on what they gave up. I don't know, maybe Toronto have a little extra experience might not hurt. They don't need any scoring help or anything like that. So No. Um and they I don't know. Again, you would have to probably someone's gonna have to retain some type of salary, so a three rate trade or something. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't see that. I don't know. Not for these guys. It's uh I think they're just gonna live their out their careers as Blackhawks and I mean for not, them that's not horrible either. No, it's not a bad thing, right? They've won multiple cups with this team. Um they were drafted there, uh to retire there, you know, good for them. Um Vladislav Yavrikov. Now this is a name. It's definitely He's, a name. He is not a... You know, the name has been coming up more and more on Twitter, uh, like especially hockey Twitter, obviously. But uh, I don't know. You know, we're, we're kind of... I think a bunch of people are kind of wary about him because he seems good, you know. Uh, he's not very expensive, 2.8 mil. Um... Columbus, however, is asking a lot. Um, three assets, uh, including maybe potential first-round picks. I don't think Gavrikov is worth worth that ask. Um, so I don't. I don't know. I think Columbus is getting ahead of themselves, and I don't think he's going to get moved, nor should he for that price. Yeah, I got nothing, so. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, John Klingberg, last year, he kind of waited and waited and waited too long and didn't get a contract with a great team, so he ended up with the Anaheim Ducks, who have been hot trash, and he hasn't helped much. He's got 20 points in 46 games. Uh, will be on, He's on pace for the worst offensive performance in his career. Uh, so if he was, he signed a big one year deal, I think for like seven or 8 million or something like that. Um, and I think the hope was he would play well in Anaheim and get traded to a playoff team, maybe get himself a big old contract. And he did not do that. So I don't think he's going to fetch nearly what Anaheim thought he would. And... I don't know. It's uh, better pick it up if he wants that big contract he was looking for. Yeah, and it's as far as trading him, it's hard to move. Like, sure, people know that in the past he's had, you know, he's a good player and stuff, but eventually players drop off. And yes, partially it could be the team and maybe. A different team might uh, 
be good for him, but it's hard. To be fair, he was already starting to decline a bit in Dallas, so it, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, it's uh, players are good and then they're not sometimes, and that's okay. Uh, moving right along, this is a guy who I hope he doesn't get traded, but if he does, I hope we get a good return. Uh, Luke Shen. So, Luke Shen has honestly been one of the most steady parts of the Canucks this year. <laughs> um, he is a vet. He is experienced. I believe he won the cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, he's not a top four, I don't think, on a Stanley Cup winning team. But he is a solid five six defenseman. Uh, not five foot six, like five or six. Um, <laughs> and he's he's a guy that you don't really hear about a lot, which is good for defensemen, especially in that position. Um, but I think Vancouver will probably be asking too much if teams are asking about him. Um, so I don't know if he actually ends up getting traded. Well, if you're going for it all depends if uh, if they're committed to this rebuild or not, then I think they have to trade him and not stop with Luke Shen. But I guess these are I mean, these are players that apparently you just stay away from, but so far it doesn't really sound like we agree with some of these players at least. Yeah. I I definitely agree with Patrick Henry and Jonathan Hayes. Um and this one as well. Uh Monahan has been had such trouble in his career. Um with just not playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's not a guy that you go out and get. And no offense to Sean Monahan, but you got to have, if you're paying guys, you really want them to be on the ice, you know? And, um, yeah. And lately he has not been able to stay healthy. Two hip surgeries, um, when he was with the Flames and a bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah. In his early years when he was healthy, he was an amazing player. Yeah. Oh, that's but. true. Um, but, you know, that's it for for that. Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all zero, folks. <laughs> um, since we were talking about this earlier, I figured I might as well toss it in. Uh, well, at oh, least yes. the top part of... Yes. Oh, sorry, uh, so, Alan Walsh, for those of you who don't know, is a sports agent, particularly hockey, and he represents a bunch of players, uh, over 20 players in it. In the NHL. And you got this, buddy. <laughs> oh, boy. He is also pretty outspoken. Uh, he famously, at least amongst uh, hockey folk, famously tweeted a photo years ago when 
um, Vegas sat Flurry in the playoffs, I believe it was, with like a sword through his back from the Knights, like as if they had stabbed him in the back. Uh, <laughs> That's uh... <laughs> oh yeah, like he is he is not afraid to speak his mind, and that continued on the on the sixteenth. Uh, Alan Walsh. On Twitter, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Also, negativity sucks the joy right out of players. CC at NHL Flames. So, <laughs> Alan Walsh, one of his clients is Jonathan Huberto, who had, was traded to the Flames this offseason. He hasn't had the greatest start with the Flames. He's got 36 points in 52 games with 10 goals. Uh, now, obviously, adapting to a new system, all these things, it, it does take time. And I'm totally aware of that. Especially Daryl Sutter's system, I'm not going to lie. And that's where I'm like, maybe get him out of there. And I know we disagree on this. I, we we talked about this earlier. But I really just, I don't think Sutter's the guy for this group. I just, I just don't. I, it is because they haven't been able to produce with the player coaches, if you will. He, he does things his way and he's proven to provide results in his long coaching career like and what results has he gotten for the flames he's only had one full season which they yes they didn't have much playoff success but they were amazing in the regular season but the playoffs is what you need my man mm-hmm. and now they're more of a playoff built team well i don't know huberto was not good in the playoffs last year no are we here? Anyway, we're talking about Alan Walsh. Uh, now, Alan Walsh is, like we said, pretty outspoken. I don't know if I necessarily agree with him doing it specifically like this. Uh, I believe Huberto was asked about it, and uh, he didn't. He didn't know. Uh, it didn't come from him. But uh, I do like his response. I had no idea. I woke up this morning. I had a lot of notifications on my phone. You guys all know Alan, you know? You guys know him probably maybe a lot more than I do. Uh, yeah, that entire interview is amazing, actually. So it's, uh, I don't know. I think maybe don't tweet that, but Alan's going to do what Alan's going to do. He's made his money. He still does. And I'm sure he'll be just fine. Um. Yeah, he's not all that worried about it. No. No, sorry. If I was in Huberto's position, I'd honestly be looking for another agent because I don't need that. Sure, yes, he got two points the game after he tweeted that, but with the type of season he's been having... Don't really uh, need the extra bullshit on the side. 
yeah. Anyway, anything else on the uh, that Walsh tweet? No, no, unless if you just want me to get more heated, which wouldn't nope. be good right now. <laughs> uh, moving right along, Connor McDavid, resident incredible oh, hockey I, man. I guess you do want me to get more fucking heated, fucking David. Connor Bush. McDavid, resident incredible hockey man, is the first this NHL season to hit a hundred points. Uh, not only is he the first to get 100 points, but the closest guy is at 81, and that's his teammate, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. These two put up points like it's the goddamn 1980s, and I love it. Um, it's gross. McDavid got to 100 before Kucherov got to 80 points, and he's third place. It's, this is 56 games in for anyone that hasn't been counting. Yeah, he was he's so darn close to two points a game average, which is ridiculous. Um only Sidney Crosby has as many a hundred point seasons as McDavid, uh, which is six among active players. Um and Crosby's played a lot longer than McDavid has. Crosby's been in the league for 18 seasons to McDavid's eight, which, pardon me, McDavid's been in the NHL for eight years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's still a child. He's like 26. It's insane. He's literally in his prime, and we're seeing that, and it's incredible. Um, It's... Yeah, yeah now once like he's starting to figure out all the individual players now too like and their tendencies it's just a cheat code he's a goddamn cheat code yes gross i i don't like it but that's all i got on on that that's it hey that's it um i I probably would like McDavid a little bit more if he played for my team. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Uh, better times ahead, hey? They're actually a little bit about the Oilers. I think they're going to do some damage this year in the playoffs. Yeah. In the West. Since we were talking about that in the East a little bit, I, f- I feel like for the West, they're the them and Dallas, um, the teams to watch out for um, in the playoffs. So that's why I think they might verse each other in the playoffs. That would be a great matchup for like the Western Finals or something. That would be cool. I should remember all these predictions for when I'm doing my hockey draft up here in a bit. That would make sense, yeah. I won't remember. Well, no, of course not. Because I smoke a lot of weed, and there's a little bit of time before then, so. <laughs> um, so that's it for hockey, hey? That's it, my man. So what do we do now? I forget. The the middle bit. 
Oh yeah, I pause for a few seconds. For dramatic effect. You weren't supposed to speak to that. That's supposed to be my pause. Whoops. Austin, I think we should do some plugs. Well, where you go, oh, I'm gonna say mine. Yes, I'm mixing up a little bit because I can. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch. Double T's, Captain Morgan Two. Quick and simple. Now you go, Austin. This is great. Yeah, you can follow us at Twitter, our maiden account at Podstone, uh, just at Podstone. Um, and then you can follow me at Twitter uh, at Fitzy Fitzgerald. Make sure to rate, review, download, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your reverend, tell your grandparents, uh, psychologists, tell your coworkers, tell everybody. Tell the police that's arresting you, whoever you want. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that covers it. Back right. to the show. That'll do. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah. I talk some football. Generally CFL. This episode it is CFL. And if you guys have not yet noticed... um. We're back to having NHL first, so by now, if you guys didn't realize that, then <laughs> get with maybe it, we have the right type of crowd. Oh my god! And I want what you're smoking. Yeah, could could you share, please? Um, but last episode I talked about like some of the key. More key signings or some of the bigger signings on um, two days after free agency open. Um, it's definitely slowed down lately a lot, <laughs> like yeah. it does for any sport. Of course. Um, That's why it's called the off season. It's off. This is the point in time, Austin. You're not. You usually don't say much, and there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> if you're not, if you're not talking sports, then you shouldn't be talking. Oh, better. That that actually worked. Um, darn. Great. Now he's not even going to laugh at my jokes. Hmm. Maybe I ruined this. Anywho, um, fuck. And killed off the process, apparently. You really screwed yourself there, hey? So, there's a article from Three Down Nation, and they uh, put out, you know, for all nine teams, so this shouldn't take too long. That's only nine players. Um, you know, one plus one, right? Math, right? Sure. Um, 
all their, you know, their main free agency signings. And while Austin was talking NHL, and I really didn't feel like listening to him, I was pre-looking at this, so. Oh, cool. You guys should figure that I would be more prepared for this, but I really am not. The BC Lions, you know, they lost two offensive linemen. Um, Oh, last names are my strong point. Joel Figueroa. I think I actually nailed that one. And Peter Goodbeer. I think I messed that one up, the easier one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, you know, losing two offensive linemen, obviously you need to fill those spots. And they did it with arguably one of the best alignment that were available in the free agency, and that was Michael Couture. Um, yeah, that's you know, great protection. He's uh, does his job, you know, alignment things. Yeah, good, I, he, good. He does his job. That's important. Yeah, he's a center, if I know correctly. I'm just sure. guessing. Um, but I know he's on O line because that's what O L stands for. Anyways, Edmonton Elks <laughs> signed a receiver because it says R E C. That's what that stands for. That's Eugene Lewis. I know him. Well, I don't know him, but I know of him. Um, Because I don't know him personally. You guys get the drift. But I do. Other things I know is that he's a really good receiver. And he used to play for Montreal. And now he's going into a receiving core that for Edmonton, it's actually starting to shape up to be pretty strong, which will be good, you know, having um, their young quarterback. Oh, what's his face? Logan Couture, I think. Or is that a hockey player? That might be awesome. That's player. definitely a hockey player. <laughs> um, oh, I'm having the hugest mental break. It starts with the C. Yeah, no, it's not coming to me right now. Maybe Austin <laughs> can look up the quarterback for Edmonton while I... Uh... Uh, Kalaros? No. Nope, that's what it <laughs> uh... Oh, I can't think of it right now. But anyways, I know he's a younger guy. Cornelius? Yeah. Trey Ford? Well, that's one of them. But no, it's Cornelius, I'm pretty sure. This is... How you say his last name? Taylor Cornelius, yeah. Yeah, Taylor Cornelius. There we go. My brain finally caught up to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, like, you know, for example, what I'm not saying Cornelius is on the same skill level as Nathan Work is that we found out last season with BC. But BC surrounded 
a rookie quarterback with a bunch of really good receivers, and magic happened. Um, now, to be fair, we thought Nathan Rourke wasn't going to be all that great either. Um, and boy, was that wrong. And that was wrong. So, like we've said before, time will tell. Time will tell. And, you know, if you surround, have a good old line and give the time or wow, more again, give the quarterback time to throw the ball to those receivers. They'll get paid or get paid. Oh, yes. (laughs) They'll make plays as well. And Eugene Lewis is... It's one of those guys that can do those things. Um, Calgary Stampeders. They really didn't do much. And besides, you know, signing their own guys, which they do lots and it works for them. And lots of times I find that being a better thing if you're able to do that than try and get new players all the time. But sometimes, you know, because Calgary is also known for not paying players top dollar all, all the time, which, again, works for them. Yeah. And Sean Lemon is the type of guy that likes to explore <laughs> the teams and do whatever. I mean, he's a great D lineman, so I don't blame him. Right. So Calgary had to um, fill that spot because it doesn't sound like Sean Lemon's going to resign him. And that was with Julian (coughs) Hauser. That could be how you say his name. Um, you guys can figure it out on your own. He's, you know, a versatile defensive lineman, and it's always good to have those type of players on your team because injuries happen in football all the time. So have a guy that can slide around is always a bonus. So totally. Uh, Saskatchewan Roughfighters, <laughs> they're a big sign. Well. They signed a quarterback, so that's and that's Trevor Harris. Kind of already talked about this last episode a little bit. Um, I think as long as you give him protection and give him time to, well, he that's another thing. He doesn't need you know crazy amount of time in order to get the ball out because he's he just does the high percentage throws, quick throws. He doesn't really care about doing the deep throws too much. Um, He still has the skills to do that, but he's very efficient, moves the football, and then stalls at the 20-yard line and kick field goals. So I hope Brett Lowther's leg is healthy, but 
hopefully with uh, Jake Winnicky, his nickname's being Touchdown Jake. Yes, he had an offseason last year, but um, hopefully they can find the end zone a few more times than not. So whenever you sign a quarterback, I feel like that automatically becomes the top sign for your team. As long as it's not like a, uh, you know, just a practice squad type guy. but Yeah. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's right. They signed Kenny Lauer, a very good receiver. And they already have very good receivers with a very good old line, with a very good quarterback on a very good team. I'm sure you guys know what I'm saying with this. It's no doubt as the biggest signing of their team. They have Nick Dembski, Dalton Sean, however you say his last name. It's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, moving on, Hamilton Tigercats. Another big name lineman, Joel Figueroa. Um, Hamilton made a bunch of signs this year. You know, having a home or the Grey Cup being Hamilton this year. All that stuff, they're going for a push. And um, to help with that, you, it's been proven many times that you need to win in the trenches. And part of that is having a good old line. So, yeah, Toronto Argonauts, the Grey Cup champions, you know, even though you win the Grey Cup doesn't mean you're not trying to make changes or adding. And I feel like one of the things that they struggled in was their D-line play, and they signed a guy that this name is going to be a venture for me, Fulloran Ormalade. I don't know if that's like a drink, some fancy lemonade or what, but I tried. Um, yeah, just having more solid guys on D-line, more depth. Um, lots of teams like to start rotating guys on the D-line to keep them fresh, so it's never a bad thing. Ottawa Red Blacks signed linebacker Javon St. Santos Knox. Um, he's just a stellar linebacker, and Ottawa was another team that made continue to make a bunch of changes, and this is a huge one on defense and. If uh, Javon can help with getting the ball back and all that deal and giving the offense a little bit more time, then more power to it. Because I still has yet to be seen if Ottawa 
is a team that's really going to put up a bunch of points, and I don't think they're going to be lighting up the scoreboard. Even with a uh, healthy Missouri, so Montreal Alouette, Alouette signed receiver Greg Ellenson. Um, he was another big name on the free agency block, and he's there's. A lot of good things that he's done. Like Greg Gallinson is a phenomenal receiver. Um, but he is going to have Cody Fajardo throwing the ball at him. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but with Jason Moss as a head coach, I I feel like I feel like that duo will. Uh, I have a feeling it'll work out and possibly the riders might be wondering if they should have kept Cody or not, but we will see. Uh, where were we at for time? Holy crap. That took me a lot longer than, than I thought. Um, <laughs> the, these last two things will actually be fairly quick. They better be. Uh, Risha, Rashid <laughs> Bailey. He's another um, great receiver for the Bombers, and already kind of talked about that in that super, super long, long, boring free agency list. Apparently, I decided to do. And this is the reason why it's going to not take very long, this article, because I don't like how they keep getting better. Like, it's really hard to find a weak point in their, uh, anywhere on their team. Their receiving core is good top to bottom. They have a great quarterback. They have probably the best D or O line and a very solid D line. In the CFL, their linebackers, you know, have Big Hill, guys like that. It's, if not the best, one of the best D or linebackers in the league. And their DBs, like, I think their only weak point is their kicker, but they just score enough points anyways that doesn't really bite them in the ass, so... I don't know. It does show how much respect players have for playing for Winnipeg because apparently he did turn down a decent chunk of money in order to go back to Winnipeg and take less. So that says a lot of the culture that they're forming in Winnipeg, which is gross. <laughs> But one other quick thing that makes me very excited is in Halifax, the mayor, Mayor Moles, um, there's like this, these grounds in Halifax that 
it sounds like it might potentially be the location for um, the 10th team of the CFL. And I feel like like I'm not one of those people that gave up hope yet. Because I'd really love the 10th team of the C- CFL. And over in the, like the Halifax area, I actually feel like it would work out. Um, it will take a lot of effort and marketing and all that deal in order to build it properly. But if they do that, um, I think it could work. And the first step is having a location plant, and it sounds like they might potentially be upgrading this area that's already somewhat developed there. So whenever you can do that, um, it's always nice because, you know, you already have some type of uh, idea to build from, and you have location and all that good stuff and like a building block to build from and it probably saves you a little bit uh extra money i'm just trying to yeah there's plans for a 120 million dollar stadium were floated um yeah, I don't know all the ins and outs of everything that's... Uh, Why not? Because I don't pay crazy amount of attention to something that's not a thing yet. However, um, getting this news is making me excited again because, I don't know, I feel like feel like it's going to happen sooner than later. And lots of people probably feel like I'm crazy, which I am, and you're not wrong. But it's just nice to hear that they haven't given up, even though the whole COVID situation really ruined this, um, or at least slowed down this project. So... If they can get like a fifteen thousand ish size stadium out there, I think it would work. And then you just expand from there. That's all I got. Yeah. Austin, do you have any other sports stuff that you would like to throw in there? I do not. Good, and I'm out of curling facts, and oh no! Um, so this episode, there isn't going to be. I'm going to let our biggest fans down, and not have any curling except for hurry hard. I guess that's what you get for curling this episode. Um, yeah, and I. I might have to try to feel. I'll figure something out. Maybe a curling game or <laughs> trivia or something. 
Who knows? Oh, God, no. <laughs> but, um, ah, oh, screw it. I'll keep doing a stoner statement, though, because it's a lot of fun. We got in hockey, we talked about, well, big trades. Is Toronto going to get past the first round? Yes. And CFL, it's a little slow, but every team likes a big free agency sign. I don't know where I was going with that. Everyone out there, stay stoned because I clearly do. Stay safe because we'll talk about that later. And, yeah, I guess I stopped talking and let Austin go. (laughs) Bye.